Welcome back. Jason, we got Gabe here from the Strength Guys. We're going to do a Canadian Raw Nationals preview show. And we got some battles, we're saying. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an exciting competition this year. Uh, it seems like every year uh, the level of Canadian competitors has been on the rise. Uh, the last two years we've seen a Canadian men's overall champion uh, at Classic Worlds for the first time. And then last year with Maria Hattini, uh, a Canadian women's uh, overall champion. So uh, very much excited to see uh, how Canadian powerlifting has grown in the past year and uh, a lot of the battles that are going to take place in Winnipeg here next week. Yeah, it's in Winnipeg. Um, we kind of rotate it from east to west in terms of the Canadian nationals. And it's a little different. Our nationals are a little different than U.S. Raw nationals because, well, I think they're changing pace in the U.S. But for us... You have to do a local meet, then a provincial meet, then a regional meet, and then the Canadian Nationals. So these guys, by the time you get there, you're a veteran of the game. Yeah. yeah. So let's and you, you also got to volunteer, right? So, oh, is that uh, right? There's a lot of requirements to meet in order to uh, make it to the national level. Um, it's basically mandated that you've got to give back to the sport as well. So uh, I like that component. And uh, for our listeners who are you know, in Europe or Asia and, and uh, the United States. Our nationals is not the size of the uh, USAPL nationals. But uh, as I said, uh, we've got a ton of quality. So you have to volunteer? I didn't know that. In, in some provinces, like in Alberta, it's it's a mandated thing. Wow. Really? And so, so what would volunteer entitle? Would it just be spotting, loading, and you have to do at least once a year? Yeah, spot and load, uh, help out at, a, at one competition, uh, and just really give back and, and help the local community. Asking for a friend, does Ontario have these rules? <laughs> <laughs> and does King of List podcast count? <laughs> Man, this, that's actually, I like that idea. Because you can never get, like, when it comes to having competitions... Um, everybody, they're, not everybody, I shouldn't talk like that, but a lot of people are takers and not givers. You know what I mean? Like, powerlifting, that's one issue we got is everyone wants to take, but there's not many people bringing food to the table. But everybody wants to sit at that table and eat, you know? And uh, when it comes to, like, these competitions, the less glamorous things to do is, like, spotting, loading, and, and getting, like, your, you know, category referee and getting in that chair, the hot seat, so to speak, like... When you could put in a rule like that, like, look, if you want to stay local and it's just a part-time thing and you're not even comfortable spotting loading, I get that. That's fine. Because you might, if you don't know what you're doing, you're like, look, I don't want to put myself out there, ruin somebody's lift by coming in too early. However, if you're going to go to a nationals, then you consider yourself a national level lifter. Then you should be comfortable hopping in there, spotting and loading. And it's not, look, if you have a, you have a, for anyone listening, a, a platform manager who calls out what you need to load. They call out like three reds, one, you know, yellow, whatever. So it's not like you're doing the math yourself or whatever. There's a platform manager calling the shot. So I think it's a good rule. Yeah. So you guys want to hop into the run, the national preview? Let's get started. Sure. Let's get started with the, what are we looking at? What do you guys think is the first one we should be looking at? Uh, we agreed beforehand that we were going to go to the men's lineup. So yeah. why don't we start with, uh, We'll go lightest weight class to heaviest and start with the uh, 59 kilo men. 59 kilo, okay. Right. What, do you, what do we got with the 59 kilo? 
So for the 59 Kilo Men's, uh, we've got two competitors, uh, both from BC and both incredibly close on total. Uh, we have David Lee, who hit a uh, 505 and a half kilo total at BC Provincials on June 22nd of 2019. And Benjamin Yu, who as a uh, light 66 kilo, uh, he weighed in at 59.4 kilos, so perhaps he missed weight there. Um, he totaled 507 and a half kilos, so two kilos higher than his competition uh, on October 12th of 2019. So uh, those two gentlemen will be uh, going to battle in the 59 kilo class. Both are uh, good totals relative to what we've seen at uh, Canadian Nationals in the past for this class. So um, it'll be curious to see, A, I mean, with those lighter weight classes, both guys have to be in the competition. You've got to make weight. Uh, not a lot of those competitors usually walk around sub 59 kilos body weight. So typically there's a cut involved. Um, and then they're two kilos apart on nominated totals. So uh, may the best man win. Man, I've seen some disastrous 59 kilo cuts. We're due to that yeah. platform half dead. Mm. Um, that cut to 59 kilos brutal. What is that in pounds, 59 kilo? 59 kilos and in pounds. Uh, pounds. Because when you're a male weightlifting, you're probably not going to end a 59 kilo walking around. Like that's if you want to make that class, that's very difficult. Yeah, um, one of our one of our coaches at TSC, uh, Alfred Jong, he had an international uh, competitive Taekwondo background, uh, and he would always train at like 60, 61 kilos, uh, and then he'd have to to peel down in order to make that class. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got some incredible lifting going on in that class, but it's some work just to make weight for sure. And percentage-wise, like, it, it'll also be harder because, like, one hundred percent, yeah, like, you don't like have as much, like, just yeah, like, 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 a two pounds is a lot more percentage-wise of a drop. In the last pound, even though my man uh, Benjamin missed by 0.4 kilo, that's a pound roughly. That last pound's the worst pound. That last pound can break you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's the same thing where, like, uh, how much are you cutting relative to your actual body weight? Right. Mm-hmm. If you're 59 kilos and you lose a kilo, you're going to feel that compared to if you're 120 kilos and you lose a kilo. Oh, so sure. uh, it changes how your bench feels and how your squat feels. Um, so my prediction for that class is going to be the, the guy with the last hole, just because they're so close. Uh, so I'm going to go with. Uh, David Lee, who was posted a 215 kilo deadlift. Oh, wow. Mm. That's a big dead relative to his body size. And it is. The last, you load the bar for the win. He also made the weight class. And if Benjamin can make the weight class, well, there you have it. The showdown, that's a wrap before yeah. it starts. What are we looking at for the 66 kilo? So for the uh, 66 kilo class, we have uh, Mark Tobias. Kevin Lee and Ryan Colasar at the top. Um, I'm a, I'm a bit of a favoritist here because Mark Tobias is a, a strength guys athlete. So I'm going to stay out of the, out of the predictions here. Uh, Mark <laughs> Tobias was our representative at uh, the world championships in Helsingborg in the 66 kilo category. Uh, he took home a, a medal on squat 
and uh, placed top five for Team Canada Worlds. So, but all bias aside, does my man have a seventy-seven kilo lead? I'll, I'll leave it there. Well, I mean, that's not really a bias. <laughs> what, what kind of numbers don't lie? Seventy-seven kilo, man. It's gonna take a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the main thing with with Mark is. Uh, he went up at Ontario Provincials to compete as a, uh, a light 74. So it'll just be a matter of him getting his weight back down to that class. And uh, if he if he does, you know, and he shows up and he makes his lifts and he's not wasteful with his attempt selections, um, which I'm, I'm confident he won't be, uh, I think Mark should be the favorite for that one as well. And how about the 74 kilo men? So I'll uh, I'll turn that turn that one over to to you guys here. Um, that's a really interesting class for us because before the advent of the uh, IPF points system, Connor Lutz was the uh, top ranked lifter in uh, CPU history, um, and he did that back in 2018 nationals when he posted a, a 722 and a half kilo total. Um, and aside from a recent local meet, which he did last year, we haven't seen him since on the national or international level. Uh, so since Connor has left the 74 kilo class, we've seen many talented 74 kilo open and junior lifters begin to close the gap between uh, Connor. And uh, so we've, it, it could be a battle. We have, uh, Lonre Adoye from Ontario, who's a former TSG athlete and who's the national record holder in the squat with 267.5 kilo lift. Um, and then we have Ben Langley, who's the defending national champion in that class. He was also a great project in training. What's that, sir? Ben Langley, he went 83 at provincial and came second. Like, he went in late, but... Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So... Ben Langley is one of those athletes, a big 74 kilo editor. Uh, he represented Team Canada as his first world in Sweden. Um, and I, I know from, from Alfred that his training has been going very well lately. So uh, that's going to be an interesting battle for the top three there. Where's Barrett? How come he's not in there? Where is who? Barrett. Power Blake? Right? Blake Barrett, uh, I was told, sustained an injury. Ah. Um, and, and so I think he's he's obviously uh, worthy of a mention because of his performance at last year's Nationals. And, um, yeah, I, I was told he sustained uh, an injury. Uh, I won't say much more about it, but uh, that's what happened there. Damn. Also keep in mind that Blake is a junior lifter and not the Open. Mm. Uh, did he win the Open Nationals last year or was it junior? That he won. Junior. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He won junior, but I think the difference between his total and Ben Langley's total was like, it wasn't even 10 kilo difference between our, our junior uh, national champion and our open and the 74 kilo. If I'm not mistaken, didn't the 74 kilo master also have a killer total? Kojo? Kojo, Yes. And, and Kojo uh, took home the gold for Team Canada at uh, M1 Worlds as well with, uh, I believe it was a 680 kilo total. Did he get so. best lifter as well at Worlds? 
think he might have. For Masters? Because yeah. he's 74. Yeah. And um, so, like, the, the stats are going to be kind. Kinder anyways. But he's a phenomenal lifter. He'd have total guys. Like, he's he's a beast out there. Um, is he – do you – just a quick shout-out for talking about 74s. Do we know if Kojo's going to be in this lineup? I'm not sure about that one. Because with the Master Worlds being a month afterwards, a lot of lifters, myself included, are just – uh, like I, I also won nationals last year. I'm bypassing nationals this year, so our masters at this nationals is going to be pretty thin, more than likely okay. because we do not have to lift at nationals to go to the world championships because it's a month later. So it's a little bit. Most of our top na- masters probably. I mean, you got to make if you're going to make a choice between nationals and worlds. Usually, it's an easy choice if you can afford the funds to, you know, make the travel to South Africa, anyways. Yeah, that's that's no small trip. And, no. and for those who are um, unaware about the the change in format, uh, this year the IPF has decided to uh, separate classic uh, Masters Worlds and uh, Open Junior and Sub Junior Worlds. So uh, our Masters lifters will be competing in Sun City, South Africa, mm. in uh, April, and then our Open junior and sub-junior teams will be competing in uh, Minsk Belarus in June. And Kojo is not there, so he's not on the lifting cast uh, setup. Ah, so he's probably... Do we know if he's going to the World Masters? Can you can you check uh, that while we... while we Can you check out the nominations? So I, I do know, just because I have a, a client from the USA, uh, Eric Townsley, competing in 74 kilo M1 division at Worlds, uh, Kocho is currently not on the list. Oh, damn! Mm. Yeah. Well, That's kind maybe of Maybe a last-minute nomination, but we'll see there. Highly unlikely. Um, I think Canada puts it in all at once and have, have done it like a little ways back. That's a little disappointing, man, to have like our, our best master not show up, but who knows what's going on with his life, man. Life gets in the way. He also won Worlds, won Best Lifter, and then sometimes that you know satiates the appetite. Where you're like, you know what, I'm good. Okay, I, I mean, if it's if it's a big money travel and everything, I can check out because mm. I've checked those boxes already. It well, uh, Ryan, it, it seems like the IPF points favors 74 kilo and 83 kilo categories. So uh, <laughs> this leaves the door open for you to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Um, so what are we looking at? Let's go to the 83s. Speaking of the 83s. Be very careful when talking about the 80s. Uh, so, obviously, Kathleen, um, last year, you came in, was it, you, you hopped on the podium. I hopped on the um, podium. Snagged the podium with the big big deadlift, but the deadlift has only gotten bigger. When we first started working together, everyone, like, he already had a big dead. This dead has not stopped growing. He just hit 7'10 in the gym, and it moved like, I mean, the, the cliche to say, it moved like an opener, but damn, man. Move How like to feel. an opener. It moved like an opener, and that's seven ten. So, when it comes to these showdowns, the person who gets to have the last say is at a great disadvantage. You load the bar exactly what you need ahead of time. If you're a squat bench specialist, I mean, I've got to tell you guys, you're kind of guessing. You're trying to build as big a subtotal as possible, and then hopefully you're forcing the big deadlifter to load the bar with more than they have in them. But if you got to choose. I would almost always choose to be the deadlifter and be like, load exactly what I need and not a stitch more. Also, it, um, it should be noted, it's more than likely going to be a national record that Caffrey's loading, so there's a chip involved. So 
depending on who weighs a little bit more, he could tie on body weight or just chip it. Doesn't have to go up two and a half kilo. Can just chip it, which is both, hey, which way you want to go. It doesn't really matter. Lot numbers, body weight. If you got a chip involved, like there's a lot of in, intangibles in Kathy's favor. Um, having said that, though, and I'm obviously going to be biased, man. This is my man's we're talking about. You know, he just happens. He's literally my right hand man sitting on the right of me. But having said that, and Kathy, look at his his best total: seven forty six and seven fifty five by um, LeBlanc. Is that how we say his last name? I believe yeah. so. Uh, so it's, it's going to be super tight race. It's going to, we're, we're talking neck and neck. I mean, we're, when you're talking about percentages, that, that's very tight race. It will come down yep. to the last deadlift. No hard feelings for you pick, but I got my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, when you're looking at it, if it is that tight a race, I usually, even if it's not calf, if it's that tight a race, man, I usually side with the deadlifter. But let's talk about LeBlanc. Because he's the 2019 Commonwealth champion. Um, he's got inter- silver. Silver. Brett okay. Won. Brett won. Oh wait. Oh shit. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> Brett's a tough. champion. Brett Gibbs is but a tough guy. But second to Brett, that's huge. That's not that's bad. Huge. That's not bad. And um, not only that, he's got international exposure. You know, yeah. going toe to toe with a guy like Brett Gibbs. Um, I mean, he's he's definitely world class athlete. If he makes it through. You know, he, he could represent well. I don't think he's good. He's an all-around lifter. He's an I'll all-around lifter. He has, a good, he has a great squat. Yeah. Decent bench, decent deadlift. What do you guys have to say about LeBlanc? Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll let Gabriel take this and run. I, I just wanted to mention that um, he has the national record in the squat currently with 280 kilos. So um, maybe look for him to gain a chip at the start of the day as well. And then, uh, you know, you, you guys have said great things about Kathleen's deadlift training. So maybe look for Kathleen at the end to negate that chip advantage uh, and load whatever he needs to do uh, in order to, to take a stab at uh, national championship. So the, the uh, way the way we see it sizing out, the lead that LeBlanc gets in squat, which he'll have a lead, bench is going to be very close possibly right at parity and then Kathy has to mitigate that lead with the deadlift plus a chip plus whatever plus whatever is is extra on there for the win so if it's one kilo it's one kilo if it's one and a half kilo it's one and a half kilo whatever it's going to be when you're dealing with chips you have that you have that ability um so that's how we see it and and when we're doing the math crunching numbers obviously everybody's got to hit their lifts to do this but it looks like his he's out squatting Kafwe, similar pacing to what Kafwe's out deading him, and the bench is pretty much parity. We we're looking at dead even. Like I'm not like this is as close a matchup as you're gonna have. The deciding factor, instead of like his squat's already done, they bench even. Kafwe's out deads him just like he out squats Kafwe, so everything's already said. Plus a chip, plus or whatever. But plus one kilo, plus whatever, you slowed the bar for the win. And he's going get, to get the pull last. We knows if he hit all his lifts or not, if LeBlanc hit all his lifts or not. So also, a big thing is is not going to have to worry about like getting um, his second place stole from him. So he can put every, anything that that he needs to win for uh, for last pull. This is true. And also, not to speak for Kafwe, but well, let me ask you, if it was to risk 
it all, and you fall right off the podium, but you're going to pull for the gold. Pull for the gold. That's it. I already uh, knew. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, yeah, I already knew. He wants the gold. You know, he wants to go. However, having said all that, I mean, it is true for all of these people, you... Risking silver, risking bronze, risking these placings, you can still go to the world championships in Belarus. You don't want to yeah. risk too much in that Hail Mary pass because oftentimes you come in second, you can still go to Belarus and represent Canada. Kathy went to Belarus last, or Sweden, uh, Sweden sorry, um, went to the world championships, not having won his class and actually out totaled the reigning Canadian champion who did end up going to his class. Um, so what happens at nationals, you can be like, look, I'm going to play a tight game, go nine for nine, get my total. And then when we go to Worlds, it's a whole nother competition. Just get me to Worlds. Just get yeah. me there. Get me to the show. And then we play. Kathy made it on the podium, did win Nationals, goes to Worlds, out-totals the reigning Canadian national champion, breaks an IPF world record. I mean, it was well played all around, right? Just get me there, and then we'll make hay while the sun shines. So it's it, you got to make some tough decisions where I know I realize, for, not for Kathy, he's going to load up the win regardless, but for everyone else, you might go for the Hail Mary pass. Or you might have that conversation with your coach being like, let's firm up second. All is not lost. You still might go to the world championships and who knows what happens there. But on today, you miss the squat, you miss the bench, misses happen. And sometimes if, if a couple misses happen, you don't throw it all away. Not for a Hail Mary if the percentage is very low. You know, uh, you don't want to get caught up in that Disney movie ending that you promised yourself. And just be like, look at me, you could be costing a lot more than you think. Than just the gold. Yeah, and, and and when we're talking about these class previews, I mean, uh, both Kathy and uh, Guillaume have have had uh, great last meets, so we're we're referring to that uh, in this discussion. And their last meets also happen to be their their personal bests. Um, and so we're we're talking about like nine for nine performances, and that's what we're basing this this discussion off of. And uh, there's a reason why you compete, right? So this isn't to say that uh, there's no technical mistakes in the competition or there's nobody who's made a switch in training methodology and who is, you know, vaulted from fourth to, like, actually make this interesting oh, yeah. you know, that you just discussed. So um, there's a reason why we compete, and it's definitely going to be one of the classes that uh, I have two clients backstage, but I'm going to be peeking out through the curtains to see what happens final deadlift so yeah. i'm very excited for it you're 100 right um both guillaume and, and coffee we have where they're a consistent nine for nine eight for nine lifters very few misses and when it comes to a tight race like this sometimes now it depends on who what the showdowns have been previously if if my man is going against brett gibbs he's not chasing gibbs with all due respect at the commonwealth world champion or commonwealth championship so he could probably settle into his silver and not be over-pushed and start missing lifts. You kind of focus on yourself. It makes it easier, doesn't it? But when you're head-to-head and the pressure's on and you know you got to push that squat and probably get a chip if possible because you need that chip to force um, the last deadlift on, on Kafui, you, you're pressed, and it's a little bit different of feel. You're not just staying in the pocket putting together a 9 for 9 And when you're yeah. pressed and it's a showdown, that's when people can miss lifts, so... It's, it's very difficult. I mean, looking at previous past performances by both individuals, usually 9 for 9, 8 for 9, very few missed lifts. However, I mean, it's almost like that. How many times in a row can you go 9 for 9? How many times in a row and can you go 8 for 9? In, I'd in, say to you, uh, that's a very uncomfortable situation to be in as an opposing coach because 
I've watched Kathleen Lit uh, live and uh, on the live stream a few times, and I don't know if I've ever seen you really struggle uh, as hard as you can through a deadlift. So uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to know what your top end is when you're like, what should we write in for a third attempt that uh, this guy won't be able to pull? I do what I need. Look, at, I'll tell you what. This is this is this is facts. I've never seen Caffrey miss a deadlift, A. And B, every third lift, um, it's always, we stop at a certain point because it's the win. So you stop there. Or it's your medal we wanted, you stop there. Or um, like when we were chasing 700. I basically pull for my goal. We, you, we pull for the goal. The goal was always pull 700, pull the national record, pull the world record. So you have no reason to go heavier. You're, you're, you're setting the bar exactly what you wanted. We had never been in a situation yet where it's load up. And, and it's going to be as heavy as we have to, and we're going to see. We're going to go right until you fail. We haven't seen that yet. And I don't yeah. know if we're look. I don't want to get too cocky. I don't know if we're going to see it. I mean, we'll, we'll, we're going to pull for the win, and, and, and not a dime more. And you know this. That's why Guillaume is in the situation when he's squatting. He doesn't know what the the, the winning squat's going to be for him. So he's going to have to max out. Calf yeah. doesn't. King Calf doesn't have to worry about that. The numbers already are going to tell him this is what you need to pull for the win. Load it up, young man. You know, it, it's it's not. We'll, we'll have to see when it comes that day. Maybe someday. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a battle. But... It's going to be tight. Maybe someday we'll just load up the bar and keep pulling and pulling until you can't pull no more and see how. Grab a deadlift bar. <laughs> Get a deadlift bar and let's let's do some deadlift panda style, Sith Lord Ren style deadlifts. But I'm um, honestly looking for my money in terms of the men's. 83 kilo might be the best showdown, if no other reason, because. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, there's other showdowns as well, but they're so tight, and because they're specialists in their respective fields, um, Guillaume obviously in the squat, Kathwe in the deadlift, and then the bench is damn near parity. I think it's going to be an amazing back and forth battle right to the very last day. You know, it's going to be very pivotal, and handling is big. My man Matt Goldsmith is, is handling. Um, King Calf, and he's been at the world stage handling for for the national team. So, got a lot of confidence in him. You know, he's this is not his first rodeo. He'll be crunching numbers. And like you guys had said, unless somebody comes out of nowhere, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if you think somebody might come out of nowhere, we know who the competition is. We know who we're scouting. And unless somebody comes out of nowhere, we know it's going to be between um, Coffee and LeBlanc. So, yeah. so... There's a battle for one and two, and the battle for the, the third place. So uh, I'm handling Louis Alexi from Quebec. He's uh, a really good lifter uh, here. Uh, he's a, has a decent squat, a big bench, and a decent lift. So we'll see what happens for third place. But uh, I think we're gonna load it for uh, for it. Is that? Yeah, is that the? Case? I would also add in. Uh, we can't forget about Daryl Conrad, who's competed in uh, three powerlifting competitions and has added uh, 70 or no, 87 and a half kilos to his total in the last year. Uh, recently totaling 700 kilos back in September. So you don't know what he's going to bring to the platform right. either. That's a question mark. Which one of these is that junior that's an absolute stud? Is that Luis? Uh, no, he's an uh, open. Because there's a junior you yeah. were telling me about. Yeah, well, he's competing junior. What's his name? Is he competing junior? Good. Yeah, he's competing junior. Adam. 
Adam Jensen. Okay, yeah. he's a stud, man. Yeah, he's a handsome good number. He's going to be a problem in the future. We're already eyeballing him. Yeah. We're already eyeballing this cat before he's even in the open. Yeah. You're not creeping up on us, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, we Adam Jensen and Junior this year. So he's, he's also coached by our group. Okay. Well, message to Monsieur LeBlanc. You, you, you got him for the king. Don't miss, kid. Don't miss a damn lift. Because you're going to need them all. I'm ready. Yeah, we're ready. Now, 93 kilos. Speaking of 83, here's a good segue. Former 83 kilo national champion, uh, representing Canada at the World Championships in Sweden, and now moving into the 93 kilo class, Isaac surprised a few people moving into the 93s because he wasn't, I mean, he was a big 83, but he wasn't the largest of 83s. Now, but I have struggled with his cuts. Like, he would be spitting out before each meet to make the last pound in. And some people's bodies retain water differently. They could be like, look, and I get it. Uh, you cut 10, 15 pounds. I can't. When I cut seven, it's murder for me. So, like, I'm not speaking directly for me, but they're, look, at I, I personally cut maybe around 10 pounds, probably less, probably around seven or eight. Paul, who, who's done co-hosting on the show, everyone knows Paul. Um, fucked up my man's last deadlift several times in a row while handling for Catholic. Everyone knows Paul. Paul, who's a 74 kilo lifter, can cut like 15 pounds. You know, I mean, he's done 10 to 15, and he's much smaller. So body weight percentage, it's much higher. It's, it's individual. It's individualized. So I get it. If Isaac's like, look at, I get it. I'm not the biggest 83, but it's it's really hampering my performances. Now coming yeah. into this, um, he's got a mean. 766 kilo total. And there's a couple of names on here that I feel like are missing here in the 93s. Some of these guys, like what happened to some of these other 93s I'm used to seeing? So what was interesting is when we were looking through the uh, nominations this year for the 93 kilo open, um, two, two relatively uh, unknown quantities uh, entering into the mix and uh TJ Gear and uh, Joshua Smith was only able to find uh, one documented meat performance for, for both of them, uh, and these are these are good totals. You know, like uh, TJ had seven hundred fifty-two and a half kilos, so not far off the seven sixty-six posted by Isaac Pike uh, at Ontario Provincials, and then uh, Joshua Smith as well, seven twenty, and you never know what's going to happen with, with training leading up for a, a big meet where especially newer lifters can really see big jumps when they, uh, when they dial in their training and they, they go for it at nationals or, or regionals. So, so, so TJ's only previous competition that you found was actually at the international level, the Commonwealth championships. Uh, so I'm, I'm obviously he's competed before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, 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 open powerlifting. Wow. And uh, sometimes uh, local meets or provincial meet results, uh, you just can't find them in open powerlifting, um, especially when it's hard to determine which province you're from, right? And then it's kind of a matter of open powerlifting. It's my only resource in looking this up. Uh, so that was our situation with TJ and, and Joshua. Yeah, you know, yeah, if he's at the international level, he's, it's yeah. hard to say. Like, at least that's a flag. This dude isn't coming out of nowhere. You right. know, like, all right, you, you're at the international competition. Mm-hmm. You're, you're even if not a lot of years behind you, you've got experience already. Yeah. That's like Kathleen, yeah. when, when he went from 
first competition to a, the world championships breaking a world record in year one. It's deceiving to other people. Like, oh, well, he's only been competing a year and a half, two years. It's like, yeah, but my man went all the way to the top. So your experience level is usually beyond your years when you've gone that high. So that's probably the case with TJ, where maybe not a lot of competitions behind him, but having gone all the way to the Commonwealth and you've got world champions showing up at Commonwealth, Maria T, Brett Gibbs, what have you, he's been around. He knows how it's yeah. done. Uh, he won't be overcome by the moment, put it that way. I'm yeah. Gonna... So that's going to be a really interesting class to, to watch what Isaac's done uh, now that he's not uh, restricted by that weight cut, which it sounds like was uh, previously hampering his performance a little bit. Um, his squat's been late in the extra weight. Yeah, to see what the other guys uh, bring to the stage. So, Especially with the reigning champion not uh, competing this year. Who was the reigning champion last year? Alexandre Teban from Quebec. With uh, just shy of 800 kilo total. And what happened right. to him? How come he's not competing this year? Uh, life gets hard. Uh, I think he's got kids and like other occupations. That'll, That'll do it, man. You know, you know what kids eat to get stronger. You guys know to grow. That gains your 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 dreams. <laughs> your dreams, your life. What's what's your dreams, Dad? Nah, not no more. Nah, not no more. That's it. And they just get stronger, stronger off that. Yeah, man, it is what it is. Ninety three is definitely is a bit of a shakeup for Canada. A lot of these guys are new to me. Um, to tell you the truth, I mean Isaac. He's not new to me in the sense of, a, of I've seen him before and he's a national champion, been all the way to the Worlds as well, but new to 93, TJ. Look, my man went to the Commonwealth Championships, but haven't seen him in the national levels in 93, you know, at the last year's national, so I haven't seen it. I actually did not see the Commonwealth. I've seen the results, seen the highlights, but some of these people are new to me, so I'm not entirely sure what to expect. Having said that, Isaac is growing into 93, so I anticipate yeah. his rate of adaptation for 93 is going to be great. Um... Like, like Kath said, squats, if you're growing, deadlift doesn't grow as much when it comes to body size. We've seen that. You've got some smaller guys who have some monster deads. However, the bigger you get, your squat and your bench, I feel like are greatly affected. Those rack events, when you unrack yeah. the weight, you unrack the weight for bench, you unrack the weight for squat. For some reason, because your body's underneath that weight, you're a larger size human being. It just, it, it's the, the lifts are most impacted. And for Isaac, who relies heavily on his squat, I mean, the bigger he gets, the sky's the limit for this kid. So we'll see. He's I got a good my guy money too. on my boy, Isaac. I got, you know what? I'm picking Isaac as well. Um, I, talk, I talked to him when we were in Sweden. Good guy. Good all-round cat. Um, I'm hoping for the best for him. And he would represent well in, in Belarus. And he's only going to get bigger and bigger as well. Like, this is almost yeah. like an interim performance. You know what I mean? Where, um, not to look past something like the Canadian Nationals, but this is almost like a preview of what he can actually do the bigger and bigger he gets. Because he's going to fill yeah. out 93, then he's going to move past it a little and start cutting a little bit. It was a little bittersweet that Isaac went up to 93. I was happy, like, I don't have to compete against him, but we're tied right now. He had me at Nationals, I him at Worlds, I'm like, I want that tiebreaker. <laughs> it, is it, it is what it is, man, yeah. I don't think. Do you ever think you'll go to ninety three? No, I don't think so. Because you, I can't. A, I can't see you getting chubby. I don't. I don't do big cuts. I stay pretty lean. Yeah, like that. That's a, the, the weight class jumps ten kilos. Ridiculous. Twenty two pounds. That's crazy. 
Unless I was just like, what the hell? Like, I just want to, like, eat and, like, not worry about that little cut. Then but maybe for fun, but... 22 pounds on you would be... You would be a, <laughs> be a... a Gemma Meister, man. You'd be, you'd be a fat dino. Like, it's hard to put on 22 pounds of muscle. I would be a late 93. Yeah. To say the least. But um, Isaac seems to be filling up. So we'll see what happens. Do you guys know the body weight on Isaac lately? No idea. And no clue. I'm, I'm really interested in what he actually weighs in at. If he's getting close to filling in 93 or not. Yeah. At Provincials, he, he was only 86 points up. Yeah. He was late. Like, he was almost, he was a water cut away conceivably. Yeah, water he was cut a water cut from 83. But. Yeah. I mean, it depends how you like your water cuts. How do the 105s look to you, gentlemen? So I'm going to turn the mic over to Gabrielle here. It's, he's the one who has uh, scouted our, our heavier men's classes. So uh, take it away, man. Um, I'm going to say I have a bias here uh, because uh, of one of the Quebec lifter. I think we'll pull for third place. Uh, he has a big deadlift, uh, Marc-Antoine Gosselin. Uh, also, our, his training uh, has been going well. I've seen this week, uh, so it's not on my scouting report, but this week I think he's as PR is squat, uh, which look good enough for competition. Uh, bench going good as well, and uh, he has a big, big, big pull, so he has the like the the chip going on for uh, because he had a like three thirty on the lift at provincial, but he tried three forty and was really close. So I think he's going for third. Uh, for the first and second place, uh, Luc Tremblay doesn't miss much. He's always like making attempts, building a total. So that's one of the things that impressed me a lot by by him. Uh, and he has currently uh, about uh, 27 kilo uh, advantage over uh, Walter, but Walter has a big deadlift, so we never know. And, and Walter is our, our 93 kilo uh, deadlift national record holder with 340 and a half kilos. Nice <laughs> 105. Uh, at his last meet, he weighed in at 101, so he's got some some room to fill that weight class out, which could be really valuable. Um, from a coach's perspective and, you know, gaining some kilos on your bench, especially, which tends to be very sensitive to uh, gained or lost body weight and perhaps on his squad as well. Uh, and he's got that great depth lift. So it'd be really interesting to see how Walter comes in uh, and how that kind of compares to Luke when we, when we get to uh, depth of openers. When, when also, I, sorry, also uh, Luke has uh, got sick, I think like, one or two weeks ago, so it might play uh, some role. Um, I'm going to be honest. When it comes to Walter, he was a great 93. I believe he totaled 800 kilo. If one of you boys can fact check that for me, as a 105, he's only 101.7 kilo. He's totaling 818.5. Now, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I'm not living his life. I don't know how hard it was for him to hit 93 kilo, but... If you go up 12 kilo in body weight and your total only rises 18 and a half kilo, if I'm right, and he got an 800 kilo and 93, I mean, I, I got to think he's more competitive as 93 kilo. Now, again, I don't know how hard it is was for him to make 93 kilo, but he was by far and away our best 93 kilo when he was our champion in 93. And he was a competitive 93 kilo on the world stage. And um, in terms of like IPF points, in terms of competitiveness, in terms of what he gains, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's not even filling out 105, let alone cutting into 105. 
That's why, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I almost want to ask him, my man, is this, you know, how hard was it? You got to really consider this. Now, look, I'm, again, I'm not living this life. Not everybody wants to start counting macros, doing these crazy water cuts, and, and basically dedicating your life to every single piece of food you put in your mouth. You got to calculate. You have a nutrition coach and all that. Sometimes it's like, look, it, I get it. But I did 93. I won 93. I did what I did. Now I want to live life as well as compete. But I don't want it. I don't want to go that route. So, you know, it's hard to say. It, it, do we know what his top 93 kilo total was? It was high of 800. It was what? 797 and a half kilos. 795 and a half. So it was close. It was cl- yeah. So when you think, like, he almost went up in body weight when his total went up. And that's, it, well, I mean, he's not actually not quite, because he's not quite filling at 105. If he filled at 105, but, so if you look at the the gains he got, moving up a weight class, his body is, it's there's a diminished return on those gains. You know, obviously, the bigger the human you are, the stronger you are, up to a point. And then those gains start diminishing. And your body's like, look, it, it starts to get to a point where it doesn't really matter how much bigger you get, you're not going to get a, a shitload stronger. It's going to be smaller gains back. Um, that's why I think Coffee's, you know, 83 kilo is probably pinpoint exact, and he's lucky. His body weight falls right on that threshold of his optimal performance, and then, boom, there's a weight class there. But for some people, you're caught in the middle, and your optimal body weight for performance is in the middle of these two huge weight classes. 10 kilo is a massive jump. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it's it's interesting when people make these decisions, but... Who knows what he's dealing with? It might have been, you know, hell to make 93. And he's like, you know what? I'm done going through hell. Powerlift, if it's not fun, what are we doing? You know, we certainly are getting famous off this for making money. But unless you're Russell Lorty. <laughs> but, uh, um, both of them went nine for nine. So, uh, like, earlier when we talked about, like, we never know what they had left in the tank. Um, could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Now, Luke Trombley, how does he look if he goes to the on the world scene? So, like, last year's Worlds was a, an interesting one for the 105 uh, kilo, um, where we were fortunate enough uh, to come away with the win with uh, Eli Burks, but certainly uh, we'll all admit it wasn't Eli's uh, best performance. Uh, we were able to to win that class with an 855 against uh, Ernst Gross of Russia. Um, and Emil Norling, the 105 junior, uh, ended up posting a uh, higher goal than what we needed in order to win the open class. So uh, obviously when you're coaching for a world championship, you don't go, uh, you don't take unnecessary risk in what you need to do to secure it. Uh, and that's what we did. But Luke Trombley is coming in this meet with an 845-kilo total. Um, that more than stacks up at the world level. Uh, and it will be very interesting to see whoever comes away with this Nationals. Uh, it looks like a class where uh, Canada could be, uh, you know, in a very interesting kind of dark horse top five uh, on the verge of top three position at the World Championship this year. Um, to say something about our boy Eli Burks at Sweden... If I'm not mistaken, he missed the squat for depth, retook that uh, weight. Is that not right? Retook that, that weight. Was, that was a frustrating situation. Uh, what happened was we took our uh, second and um, we ended up not challenging it, which I, I won't discuss why. Uh, and then 
after uh, squats, we repeated our second attempt on our third because you got to make it, especially when you got a big deadlifter and you just want to stay in the race. And uh, after one of the judges came back and told us that if you had challenged his second attempt, it would have been overturned and called a good lift. And so that kind of kicked Eli's total down a, a good 10 to 12 and a half kilos. Uh, and then on bench press, when you're in that situation where you're like, we've got a close to 800 pound pull, we're like, we're just not going to miss. So you, you tend to sandbag those attempts a little bit because yeah. you just want the kilo that you can get. Uh, so it was a, a little bit of, of situational happenings that you never really see when you're just looking at the results after the meet. Uh, it's never the same as actually being in it and knowing what's going on, what the circumstances are. And not only that, so one squat uh, off where you, the total dropped, and he still had the competition won with the second deadlift. I mean, that's, let's be fair. So when we say, you know, and someone else might have, like, in the same competition in the juniors, out total, sure, but he wrapped it up with the second dead and didn't have to load the bar for the big win. And you would have chose different attempts if, if somebody's pushing it came down to the last deadlift. But when it's already wrapped up and you're like, look, let's, let's just throw the bumping up five kilo. He hits it. He, he hit, you know, we're three for three in deads and, and we peace out. So it's, you know, that's why when you're comparing totals, sometimes it's not the full story. When you're there live and you realize, oh, but he didn't just miss his second attempt. It wasn't a yeah. failed. If you're just looking at results, you say, oh, he failed the second attempt. I wasn't on strength. It was a controvert- well, controversial, a call that could have went either way and you could have yeah. been tested had to retake the weight on the third, and then it was all wrapped up in the second. His last deadlift was basically just a victory lap going out there shaking hands. So that's when sometimes these scouting reports from you're there live, it helps it out because there's more to the story. But uh, having said that, yeah, Luke Tromley, he's a contender on the world scene. You know, certainly for medals in individual events and possibly podium on the finish. It all depends. Um, Just a bit of news for anyone... I believe it's out there. I don't think I'm breaking this news. I Hopefully I'm not talking out of pocket before he gets a say, but Ashton Ruska will not be going to the world championships for the one over class. So, I mean, he's, he's, you'd be kidding yourself if you didn't have him on the podium and you're predict and you're projected. So him not going does open up a podium spot for somebody. You know, everybody moves up. We're not talking about a guy who was in the middle of the pack pulling out. A guy who was coming in 20 and said, I'm not going to be going. And now there's a big shakeup. No, Ashton was podium and possibly, like, he would have been up there. I mean, he's if he fills out 105s, he's another guy who wasn't a full 105. You know, he's still water cut away from a 93. As a matter of fact, I think he was, like, something crazy for his U.S. Raw National appearance. I think he was in the 90-kilo range, late 90s yeah. for his body weight. So he could have easily made 93. He's going 105 just for the challenge of it. Uh, I mean, that's the type of dude he is. He likes a good scrap, and he got one. But, uh, but, uh, it, and also, you can also look at Ashton's situation we were talking about earlier. He was in sec, he was battling with Bryce Lewis for the U.S. Raw National title for the 105. In fighting with Lewis for that title, they both pushed each other. And when you start missing lists when you're in a showdown like that, the guy hanging in third, being Mikey D, Joey Flex crew, Tina Tornado was handling him, I believe, or at least she was part of it. Mikey D was chilling in third, projected in third going in, and by all accounts would be third best usually. However, throw nominations out the window when the battle starts. Because when two guys push each other and someone starts missing lifts and loads the bar for the win, 
And it's like, do you want to defend Silver or are you pulling for the win? A guy like Ashton, he's going out on his shield and he's pulling for the win. Defend Silver. Silver was never in the in the game plan for a guy like Ashton. Silver's not yeah. in the game plan for a guy like Cat. Silver's just not. That's not the way that they're going to come to to this competition and compete. But that is when a guy who's hanging in third, fourth, fifth, anybody in the top five, all of a sudden you got a big deadlift can pull your way in and be like, oh, you missed. You swung for that gold and you missed. Now I'm going to take your silver from you. Now I'm going to take your silver from you because I'm not loading up for gold. I'm going to load up for silver. And looking ahead, when you're looking at national teams going to world championships, sometimes it's a silver medal winner that's going to get that spot. Sometimes it's the bronze medal winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all about that. But uh, but anyways, just, just a little heads up there when it comes to game planning. Some people, I think it's one of the under, under, under understood. Well done. But, uh, you know, misunderstood things about the sport is handling in all the different aspects of it and why competing at a local level and competing at a level like national and international when you have all these considerations. I mean, it isn't as easy as just bring the person up to a max. Yeah. It isn't that. This, yeah. isn't, this isn't a gym max up. And some people just don't get it. If, you, if they haven't been at this level or seen enough of that level of competition, they don't understand what's at stake. They don't understand all different, you know, lot numbers, body weights, chips. And then who's gunning behind you? They don't understand what some of these attempts can, can put you in. Whether you can close the door on someone's hope with your second attempt, and now you're at, and now you're pulling last, and you get to see them coming, and, and why, do you already have a chip advantage or whatever? Or, you know, what, vice versa, yeah, if you give up that advantage. But anyways, let's move on to the 120, gentlemen. Again, yeah, go for it. Okay, so... Um... The um, scouting reports, um, I've got Mark, Mark Ferdinand. Uh, uh, I'm going to be leading him uh, at uh, Nationals. And uh, he's going to be in a really good like matchup against uh, Kerry Denison. So both of the, these guys have big deadlifts, but Kerry got injured uh, in the past few weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how we rebound from this. And uh, Mark... Um, He's a pretty safe guy when you see like the, the deadlifts, he's gonna be pulling for the win for sure. Uh, at Provincials, he beat his own uh, world record. He had uh, like 372.5 at uh, Common, Commonwealth, no, uh, North American Barfting Championship. And he did a big 380 with room to spare at Provincial in November. So it's going to be interesting to see if he already got the first place uh, in the pocket. How is going to go? Um, I'm guessing he has maybe 385, 390 in the, Holy in the tank. Holy shit. Wow. As wow. a minus 120. So that's... And that's- that's Christoph Wierzbicki, like 390 and a half kilos is his, you know, world record. And he's Mr. Deadlift in the IPF. So yeah. that's a unprecedented deadlift for Canada. Yeah, Mark Mark is, uh, I see, I, obviously I shared that world record deadlift he did at the North American Championships. Um, just a phenomenal deadlifter. Obviously, like he's, he, and, and this is where, so Kerry Dennison, he's known on Instagram as the push-pull king. Ordinarily, Historically, yeah. goes into competitions being the biggest deadlifter. And he would have that in his yeah. back pocket. The guy pulls over 800 pounds. And essentially, when the competition came down to the last pull, well, you're in trouble. If, it's, if, 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 you over, if you're 
if your best lift is your deadlift and you enter the deadlift event in the lead, that battle turns into a hunt, doesn't it? It's already, that's a wrap, son. However, when you got a guy like Mark in there, and this is where powerlifting gets turned on its head, where guys, let me throw my hat in the ring, sir. You're used to being the biggest deadlifter in the field. You're used to having that advantage. Mark is an absolutely, he's, he's world class. We haven't seen nothing like this in the 120s. It marks just a phenomenal deadlifter. What he's doing, I'm very interested, not only if he wins, which would be phenomenal, but if he wins and goes to the world championships, what are we talking about? Are we talking a possible 400 kilo deadlift? The first 400 uh, kilo deadlift in the 120? It's on the table. It's, it's on the coming. table. You know? It's coming. I wouldn't be surprised because Mark is a big guy. He's really tall. So I wouldn't be surprised if one day he moves up to 120 plus and challenge uh, Ray Williams for the deadlift king. Oh, right? Oh, man. Damn. Uh, be, could, be be like, could be the first... Uh, 900 pounds deadlift from the IPF. Oh, oh dude. Man. Stop yeah. flirting with me. Now you're talking dirty. Now you're flirting with me right now. Um, how tall is Mark? Uh, I would say like 6'1", 6 6'2". 6 okay. like, he's pretty tall. For a power... Yeah, I was going to say, this is relative to powerlifting, man. Yeah. If you're 5'10", you're a monster. <laughs> if you're 5'10", you're a 120 plus. If you're an 83 kilo and you're 5'9", you're a freaking a basketball player to everybody else. I love it. See, I'm 5'9", and I'm by no means a tall dude, but I go to a powerlifting competition, I feel like I'm Shaq up yeah, there. Yeah, it makes me feel great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I'm Shaq. I'm walking around there. I'm tall, dark, and handsome at a powerlifting meet. But um, you know, maybe not. The center power sport. Hey, man. God damn. Give me some. I'm just tall. Okay. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, that's a good showdown. What do you guys think is going to happen? So, Kerry Scott... On the surface level, he has the previously biggest total. However, he's injured. Now, what kind of an injury are we talking? First off, is this injury authentic? How much is it, you know, how it, much it, is it impact? It looked, What's that? It looked like, I think he tweaked his back. Ah. But, so he could play a big role for squat and deadlifts. Yeah. So he might have to worry about protecting his second place if it comes down to that. Um, the third place has posted an 830 total uh, for nomination, but while missing one squat and one bench. So and let me let me let me say something. And this is this is also something that maybe we even hit on before we should. It helps when you're in a showdown to have a third place guy that's threatening the guy chasing you if you're in first place. Yeah. If you're in yeah. first place, you want a third placer, or you're the girl in third place, you want somebody in third place close. So that whoever's in second that's nipping on your heels has to look behind them. And they are forced to make that decision. My friend, we're starting to fall behind. We better start having the conversation about protecting silver. We can pretend like, like we'll swing for gold. But if we get too greedy and we swing for gold and, and we end up losing silver, that could have been your chance to go to world championships. Who knows? You, have, like, you want someone in third place at least to have that conversation. To force the conversation to be had. The four sudden start looking behind. When the third place falls out of range and can't threaten like that, whoever's in first place is is sole job is protecting that gold. And whoever's in silver is automatically going to swing for the hills and load up the win. Even if they're throwing away their last deadlift, they'd be silly not to. It's like, whatever, load the bar. Maybe a miracle happens. Load the bar. I got nothing to lose. You want a third placer close enough that he can't do that or she can't do that. You have to be like, no, we can't just throw this away. 
Because if you miss, now you're falling from second off the podium potentially or getting swapping your silver for a bronze. And that could have been your, wor your world title, your ticket to the world championships and whatever happens there. So it's good um, for Mark's standpoint and everyone's standpoint, really, uh, carries as well, that Stefan is that close that he could challenge. The podium's tight. And more like the last few nationals where Bryce Krawcheck has been pulling uh, huge weights on his third attempt. Uh, the atmosphere and the and the crowd up here at Canadian Nationals, when there's a 800 plus pound deadlift being loaded or a deadlift battle for the for the national championship, is electric and it is exciting to be there. It's really loud. Mm -hmm. uh, it's comparably loud to to like pro sports games, you know, and uh, it's exciting to be a part of and. Uh, we urge everyone who will be there, make sure that you're there. Make sure that you're uh, making some noise when this is happening because it's going to be really fun and uh, a really positive thing for Canadian powerlifting. And, yeah. and also for the Instagram followers, Mark is a conventional puller despite being 6162. So that's going to make him Instagram friendly. Uh, it's Team Sumo versus Team Conventional with Carrie and Mark battling. And also just the way that Mark Cardinal just bring down the bar, like the, the, the way the Canadian will be uh, putting down the bar really slow, really mm. like gently. It's like a gentle giant. <laughs> I respect well, people who do that. <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, it, as long as it's not, you know, tax, tax in the back. Yeah. yeah. Don't make it, don't do a pause on the way down to show off or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I'm was, just like, I love gravity bringing the weight down. I'm yeah, like, like gravity. I did my, I did my lift. <laughs> Gravity's a good handler sometimes. Um, anyone else we should be looking at? I see Austin Ryan, obviously. Uh, he, he's a... Uh, we never know. Austin, like, is not, like, missing many attempts. Could be in the contention for, for third, but, like, Stefan has a big, big bench... So he's building a big subtotal and has a, 30, a 335 deadlifts to post up for uh, in his last meet. So I think Terry is pretty much uh, between Kerry and Stefan. And, and Austin Ryan, also a phenomenal coach, has a lot of lifters himself. Let's talk about the 120 pluses then. Okay, this is an interesting one because Eric Willis will be competing equipped earlier in the week. Um, Jason Byrne has a company at uh, Ontario Provincials and has posted a really low total compared to what he has done at National last year. So he has posted uh, 902.5 kilo compared to his 961 from last year. So we never know what he's going to post. He's not posting much lifts on the internet uh, in training. So I put his status unknown. Um, Michael, Michael Cloutier, is, uh, his training is going really well. He has posted a 907.5 at Commonwealth, which was against Eric Willis. So Willis won this, um, uh, this showdown at uh, Commonwealth. But we, we never know. Michael is like posting big, big lifts, looking for 800 pound squats, um, a bench PR, and who knows, maybe we'll uh, load it up to make a big, uh, big jump for 
the total? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the most interesting uh, part of this battle, aside from how close all competitors are, is that we have uh, Canada's first ever uh, men's world champion in raw powerlifting moving up a division. And it would be really curious to see. Uh, of course, we all know how last year's world championship went and kind of, uh, you know, uh, there's a really big shakeup in that division, which Ray Williams has dominated so long. And be really curious to see how Eric grows into that class if he decides to stay there. Uh, I think that's an exciting thing for uh, Canadian powerlifting on the men's side. Um, yeah, also, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Uh, also, um, it will be, I think, the first uh, CPU national with maybe four 800 pound squats. Mm. Uh, my man from uh, Quebec, uh, Bruno Boucher, uh, is, is posted like uh, three reps with uh, like 730 pound squats. So is in contention for like the national records. So four men could be able to squat this weight at national, which will be a first, I think. Yeah, that's good. And also, Jason Bernie, was he not the first 800-pound deadlifter in Canada? Uh, the first to post also 800-pound squat and deadlift in the same meet. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, so there you go, man. And so Jason's total on this, um, he he missed his last dead, so 345 went towards his total. And he's better than 345. I mean, he's pulled heavier. So it depends yeah. on, his total is really going to depend on his final deadlift. It's greatly impacted. That's what's going to you know, pull him ahead. Pardon the pun, but it's true. So what, if he's in position to snag somebody's metal, that last deadlift, expect the bar to be loaded exactly at that. Guy's got a monster deadlift on. If he misses, he's falling way back. If he hits, he's taking your metal from you. I mean, that's just the way it's going to go when, when it comes to a guy like Jason Bernie in the field. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be really exciting to watch that class as well. Uh, I'll be there live, and uh, I can't wait to see the, the final deadlifts there. So uh, very much looking forward to that. Now, is there any um, – like, obviously, we just went through all the weight classes. Is there any highlights we should talk on in terms of the juniors, masters, that we should throw you know, a little bit of spotlight on, or do you think we're good? We covered it. We already did a little bit with the exclusion of Kojo and the exclusion of Barrett, Blake Barrett, but is there anything else we should talk about or? Uh, yes. I think, um, like we talked about the, the name 93 kilos and we can't spell 93 with, without saying Matt Wiener. Uh, he's posting, um, he has posted a 969 total in the junior and the last meet in December. So we never know what's going to, Go, yes. A 93 posted a what total? 769. I thought you said 969. I was like, my brother. Equipped? What are we talking about? Okay, 769. Gotcha. Yeah, 769. Sorry if I... Gotcha. Yeah. So, Madvina, we never know. Yeah. Might pull pull for a bigger total than, uh, like, the, um, the winner from the 93 in the Open. I, I think we also have to mention uh, the battle is going to happen in the 74 kilo junior class, which was insanely competitive last year and should be insanely competitive this year. Uh, we have Christian Abanyads of uh, Ontario up against Nick Manders of Alberta. Uh, basically, the situation is that Christian's not a bad deadlifter, uh, and he's coming in with a, a, a nominated total that's nine kilos above Nick Manders. 
But Nick Manders at a local meet here in Calgary pulled 311 kilos as a 74-kilo junior, which isn't that far off from the open uh, world record or the the records established by the 74-kilo lifters in the United States even this past year. Uh, So that's going to come down to the wire, and it'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, Nick load it up and go for the win. There you have it, gentlemen. Well, listen, um, thanks for doing the men's. We're going to move on to the women's, but we're going to part for this episode and leave it at the men's. Anybody listening or watching, um, we're going to do women's open and do highlights for the juniors and masters. We've got some battles here. I think the predictions are fairly on point. I think we hit all of the big storylines that we need to. Let us know your interpretation. Who do you guys pick? Is there any showdowns that you think we need to cover? Because if we don't do it in the episode, we can do it on the Instagram and shed a little light there. Good luck to everybody. Train wisely. We're at the... This is it. I know my man's already water-loading. It's the last week, so don't nobody do anything silly and get yourself injured. Until next time, peace.